I V M. Hey everybody, welcome to another week on the IVM Podcast Network. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Paytm Money Upfront. Guys, we're heading into week two of the lockdown, and I'm sure it's been challenging for all of you, just as it's been for us. We're doing our best to make sure that we maintain our schedules, but beg your indulgence if we slip. In the meantime, if you're looking for more stuff to listen to, might I suggest you go dive into the archives? We got over six thousand episodes of content we've created over the last five years, and I'm sure there's something in there that you'd love listening to. Anyway, stay safe, and uh, let me get you started with your show. Welcome to Absolutely Right. This is your host Aditi Sarana. Our guest today is Karthik Ayer. Karthik is a content writer, podcaster, and a sports journalist with ESPN. On his podcast, he discusses sports and movies with his best buddies. It's called Football Should Ball. What a perfect name! In my initial interaction, I perceived Karthik as a quiet and slightly reserved person. Diving into a heart-to-heart conversation with him might take some work. But that's the beauty of jumping in with both feet and finding your ground, isn't it? Let's take a quick break and let's see what happens in today's session. This is the amazing story of something awesome. Once Chuck decided to start a podcast, and so he did. The end. Okay, that is a crappy story, but I've got some really cool stories over at my new show, The Origin of Things. On this podcast, I look at the stories of how brands came into being. and sometimes evolved out of quite unexpected circumstances and to make it really fun i reveal the name of the brand and sometimes a category only at the very end the show is 5 to 7 minutes per episode and perfect for trivia junkies and brand nerds especially those with short attention spans new episodes out every wednesday on ivm podcast app or website or any podcast app or site that you happen to prefer end of story they lived happily ever after So today we have Karthik Ayer on the show. Karthik is a podcast host with IBM. Uh, Karthik's show is called Football Should Ball, right? Correct. Yes. So tell us about your show, Karthik. Hi, Aditi. First, Hi. good morning. <laughs> good morning. Uh, so yeah, Football Should Ball is for football fans, okay. for Bollywood fans, because the three of us, three with us three boys, do the show. Okay. We're old friends, me, Shivram, and Gaurav Sapre. Okay. We were one day sitting. We were just. We usually sit on a couch and we chat about football. One day we had a phone with us, so we decided to record ourselves. By oh. chance, we met Kavita, and she's like, "Why do you want to sit on your couch and record it? Come to the studio and record it." So, oh, nice! You know, we are we are big football fans. We are big sport fans. We are big Bollywood fans as well. Okay. So yeah, we are out. I think it's every Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays, our okay. weekly episodes. So yeah, go check it out on the IVM network and any other major podcast platform. platform. That you know. Yeah, you okay. know the drill, right? What I know the drill. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm learning actually. I'm new, right? I'm learning the drill. Any other platform you listen your correct, podcast correct. from? So uh, tell me, like, why sports? And I know you know, like boys are generally mm. crazier about it mm. than women. But what? Wow, so such a stereotypical concept. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, girls. So what is the idea? Like, why were you so fascinated that you decided a career in sports journalism? I don't know. I guess it's. playing so sport is is for me is a is a lifestyle okay and it should be one so i never even in school never went for i studied in bombay only in state board in bombay only. Okay. so this, there was the norm of going for tuition classes right like all of us baad, went all yeah, of yeah. us went. i didn't you did no my dad never forced me to so nice. neither my dad nor my mom ever forced me to go for a tuition class so i was like Used to be down most of the time and finding various groups to play who didn't have their classes right. so i grew up with that and It's always it's been fun. Once you get 
into a game so i enjoy cricket i enjoy football i enjoy any other sport okay. probably barring golf okay yeah, I, i don't think i can get with golf okay but 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 yeah so until then, you play it you yeah, never know yeah until i play yeah. it yeah. i think playing would be fun but yeah. i think i need to make a lot more money to play golf to be able to yeah, afford to, to go the whole, whole process to yeah. to be there is expensive i agree no that's true so that's why sport and then in this day and age you're lucky enough that you can make money out right. of uh, living out of working in sports so that's what i do i can't work with espn okay yeah. so uh, the format of my show here is where i would look at your handwriting mm-hmm. talk to you about i would ask you certain questions and you can talk about your situation in life how you deal with it how, what are your hacks and if you have any questions you can ask me for sure yeah, yeah. so do you have any questions for me before we begin i don't currently know okay. but i yeah but i was told to write a para so i yes. think that paragraph is in front of you and you have done it very diligently uh-huh. it's like all all so you have a uh, smaller handwriting than most average mm-hmm. handwriting yeah. people that means uh, generally and i say this again a stereotypical comment but south indians mm-hmm. uh, you know culturally are the people who would not go out there and like talk to people okay introverted introvert yeah. introverted also like their their space around themselves is like protected oh yeah they would not jump in and you know like begin the conversation a punjabi at a party uh-huh. you would know when the person walks in which is also stereotypical but most of the people i use it as a handwriting size uh, you know example so, so you, uh, if i can interrupt yes, you aditi you kept saying stereotypical i think this is the third time five times five times fifth time but i think stereotypes the reason they call that is they come from a certain level of truth somewhere <laughs> so i don't think you need to be so <laughs> apologetic about, about it. saying stereotypical i'm i'm saying this because for me handwriting and personalities are all about types mm-hmm. you know they create patterns and once you start riding that wave of a pattern you start exploring a person through that okay so when i say uh, you know a south indian person with a reserved space also shows the handwriting being smaller so there is a pattern and a connection to that mm-hmm. so when you you have anybody who is with a slightly smaller handwriting can know this about themselves that they are not somebody who can jump into a social conversation with strangers mm-hmm. easily they take time once they are comfortable when they feel that the other person in you know has a kind of common ground to talk or something that you know they agree with then you can open up and then you know like for you football once once you know that the other person is also into it or mm-hmm. bollywood you jump in and then you would speak a lot but till you break the ice it takes time and that is how you are it, it takes me days <laughs> it could take me days and this is it at some level i have been told and i know this for a fact that it comes across as a bit snobbish people uh, misunderstand that mm-hmm. as a, as being snobbish for sure i think it's sure. misunderstood at some level sometimes i am snobbish oh. like this <laughs> i don't i don't think i make, make no bones about it i am at times but at sometimes because it that's interesting because it does take an effort i've always felt even when i've joined a new school or a yeah. new college or a new postgrad masters college it has taken me a few days even to speak openly with say even a roommate for that okay. matter we are best friends currently but but initially yeah, it, it took initially time. it would and yeah I, which yeah. is a natural process Correct. for you it is slightly longer mm. that's exactly what i was so trying. the thinking at least that's what i believe when i think about this and i know this for a fact that i am like let the other person open up first mm-hmm. it's it's kind of slightly shrewd in a way you you <laughs> tell me your deepest darkest dirtiest secrets and then i will say hi yeah <laughs> i will think about whether we need to continue with in the, with this relationship or not but yeah 
Yeah, you mean friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not even like a deep relationship. Yeah, just yeah. a friendship. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, one interesting part that I was uh, pondering about that once you open up or you become friends with people, you have friendships for for years to come. Mm-hmm. You you take time, but once you're in there, you nurture those relationships. You accept people a lot. So whatever happens in the beginning of the of the relationship or friendship or how you break ice are, are separate things but when you are in there you are truly available for those friendships or relationship yeah in and you fight with them for that relationship a lot like if you don't agree you know you are that friend who would say who would say it who will call out on the on the bullshit you are like not somebody okay. who would like hide it or try to like you know be be kind or flowery about it you would say it for what it is yeah yeah i yeah. <laughs> you considering i have taken that much effort they have taken that much effort to remain a friend of mine throughout my snobbery and all the initial stages <laughs> yeah so if they have survived through all <laughs> through the all stages that, yeah. yeah why not you might as well be Correct. a friend and not pretend to be one yeah yeah so either way it goes both ways aditi if we continue talking for the next 3 4 days you may have a friend for life and so will i it is my thinking is in that way in terms of it again you're saying very positive things and i i don't know if it's positive but to me it is in a in a way and so i can i can picture it because the people that i've known say today were in 2020 are the same ones who i probably met in 2005 or 10 wow. in this last decade i think considering i'm 30 now so they yeah. are just to give context <laughs> to anyone listening so uh in this last decade it's obviously after college you meet fewer and fewer people or at least you spend sustained time with fewer and fewer people also the true friendships Correct. in that sense. so i guess i guess in a way because of we've that. got past that initial barrier and spent more time together and i'm not someone who will open up very easily right. or be open to reciprocate someone else's uh words very very easily so i think it it does hold true that once you make a certain bond with someone you don't let it go without a fight i don't know about you but not about like as not as a gen, not a general comment it is about you specifically mm-hmm. as a person you are like that so some people also have great college friends yeah. and they don't continue yeah. right they they move away and then they you know they do not keep in touch you are that friend mm-hmm. once you are a friend you are a friend for life yeah which also means that if people do not communicate things with you if they do not hold that space if they decide to walk away it's not easy mm-hmm. for you you also, you take a lot of time for for letting people go yeah I, have i i'm no i'm trying to think now if yeah. i ever had to try and face such a situation maybe yeah maybe one time actually probably once that i can picture okay who someone who you were close to you're not in touch with anymore and here i'm not talking about a boyfriend or a girl <laughs> i'm talking about a a a friend, a, a, friend yeah. a friend from from college as well and uh, yeah you know these these i do yeah. hold you can you can call it grudges why not yeah. like you you do hold and sometimes my wife would tell me that when you talk about this person suppose we talk about old stories all yeah, the time there course. is that bit of bitterness in in your heart for like yeah in your in your voice it comes out i don't know how far <laughs> in my heart it is but it's at least there by voice and i think i make it pretty obvious that uh, yeah i'm not the type who lets things go sure pretty easily it doesn't mean i'm some vengeful yeah, uh, yeah of course of course but but yeah yeah i think uh, when it hurts it hurts okay so kartik um, there is a space of you being your best critic mm-hmm. can you explore that 
Like you don't require mm. other people to criticize you. You are there's a part of you who is which is constantly uh, there because it's a third voice. It is, but is that again now thinking about it? Is that the best way to be? I don't know best or worst, but the mm-hmm. the first part of it is just to explore, just to like know whether that part exists or not. The very moment we realize there is a part of me that is constantly criticizing me. uh then we can talk about whether it is good bad where it helps where it does not help but you know most people have that voice some of us have that voice very very strong mm-hmm. and that voice stands in the way of doing what we wish to do mm-hmm. so you know it's, it's like some people have the voice okay if if you try this new idea you may fall another voice would say you remember you fell that time mm-hmm. you cannot do this don't go that way so that 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 critical voice stands in the way and kills the dreams that you have So I'm talking about that voice to begin with, and if that voice is critical, we have to look at it for sure. Um, not I don't know. I think about what I do a lot. Hmm. Don't I try not to be critical about anything that I've done because there are always reasons <laughs> for. At least I can make up reasons. You know, it's not a. Sure. It's very easy to justify your own behavior, however good or bad. Every person has that. Now, if I have to think of whether. uh my conscience or my what a criticism of what i have ever done has stopped me from doing something else i don't know i'm okay. i'm not really sure of that yeah i i would actually go on the other side and say that no that has never really never been too bothered i do analyze what i do like it's probably an every daily process like you spend half an hour before going to bed mm. in fact just thinking about the day and what you done what have you accomplished what have you not mm-hmm. and then the, at a point i think i think you're right when you say at a point you realize you haven't accomplished enough mm-hmm. that does happen okay that that happens and the older you grow it happens at a more frequent uh, at a more frequent level yeah. so that 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 part is true but whether it would stop me from doing something i think i'm still young i have to still figure that part <laughs> out <laughs> okay in 10 years later we'll probably know if it has stopped me from doing something that So I'll call I you on the show after ten sure. years again, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Karthik, uh, over to you. Mm-hmm. Ask me any question, and we will then build the conversation. Sure. About so this this graphology was interesting to me. It, okay. In terms of uh, when Kavita, our pod mother, <laughs> pod mother, as, as the guys at IVM <laughs> yeah. call her here, when she told me about absolutely right, and she was like, "We're trying. We're going to start this podcast." Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I spoke with her about. a a part of my childhood my father was a graphologist what are you saying yeah so and i was a teenager this time and he took oh. some courses i think in in graphology so he used to make me write him letters okay yeah he used to make me write him letters and uh, i mean i was a moody teenager <laughs> okay so i was he was based in bombay i was based in bangalore and okay. uh, why why i find this field interesting now yeah. it's a bit personal so my dad passed away a little while ago okay After that, I look at those letters and the feedback that he's written on those yeah, letters. Yeah, written feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so every so letter, sweet. as as a teenager, I was like, "Hey, yeah, like, yeah, I cannot <laughs> read this, Papa. Like, what are you telling me? Like, some dot your eyes, or like, yeah. I don't want to dot my eyes across my teeth now. <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. But now, when you look at it yeah. in in that light, yeah, I think I think it it is, which is why I was very eager to so to be here. 
I do have a lot of those letters with me, so I think it is something which is a treasure for life. Yeah, no, it so is, sweet. it is, it is, it is. Uh, you know, sometimes when I look back and see how involved our parents were, mm-hmm. you know, to have your child write to you, yeah, then, yeah. then form a feedback and form some feedback, send it. So just like it's such an involved parenting. Yeah, yeah, and there, there was feedback like your behavior is too aggressive if you write like this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> give it a rest. <laughs> Get even more aggressive as yeah, a as a teenager at that age. But now I cherish the whatever he's written yeah, so obviously on those I'm sure it's a it's and an the entry. act of writing is more like I'm, I'm just taking a moment because hmm. it's so beautiful for a father yeah. to do this to get to know his son so much so yeah. well so, so I think he cheated me a little no by getting to know me by making me write some uh, <laughs> don't say that that yeah, makes no. my career <laughs> a cheating career don't say that please <laughs> no but here I'm coming voluntarily there I don't think he did it voluntarily yeah. <laughs> he just tricked you into like, yeah, writing said, your letter hey, you're in Bangalore why don't you write me something <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think he was correct about dotting the I's and mm. crossing the T's it simply means that you have to pay a little more attention mm. and uh so, so give me give me some uh, form of thinking when you receive that feedback. How was it to receive that from your dad? It's, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I should. But there was so my handwriting in school. People was keep different. telling you to change, yeah. constantly for good looking handwriting. Yeah, then. and I could never get it. So I have this thing about good looking handwriting. Uh-huh. I always tell people that: Do you think a good looking person will mm-hmm. become a great spouse mm-hmm. is it not necessarily I said yeah same is applicable to your handwriting <laughs> if your handwriting is good looking that does not mean anything about, about it, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no but so I but then now considering this is a podcast and people can't see it but the way I do write is I write a lot of individual letters oh you do yeah yeah so I I was never able to write in a flow right like a complete I always thought I'll write this way write that way but it, nothing ever worked out okay my it looks I always felt childish, like so uh, because your handwriting is more disconnected. Hmm. So disconnected handwriting is considered, uh, you know, technically because all of us followed British way of Correct. writing, mm-hmm. which is cursive, cursive and yeah. convent style and all of that. But uh, for Indians, disconnected writing mm-hmm. is is a better writing. I'm saying this very very clearly okay. because it is more intuitive. It's more innovative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we also have this Indian concept of jugad. That yeah, we try course. to create fixes in everything that comes from your disconnected writing. Mm-hmm. So your in original, even uh, any su- southern script or Devanagari script are disconnected. Correct. You then put one line on top only for Devanagari yeah, yeah. and I, for southern languages you don't even have that. Mm-hmm. So that's literally uh, a p- form of disconnected handwriting. Mm. You rarely have connections the way English or like British writing has. So we have adapted to that and we have kind of tried being them in so many ways including writing but uh, original handwriting Indian handwriting would be more disconnected for sure yeah I, yeah which is I think part of who we are so I guess so but so, the, so handwritings are culturally driven so you literally okay. have uh, different cultures representing different strokes and styles in handwriting so for uh, so your handwriting as I was saying is more South Indian Mm-hmm. It is more disconnected. It's smaller in size. Yeah. It is, you know, with heavy pressure. So, so many things which are like very southern uh, kind of writing. No, style. absolutely. My handwriting, I know, is small. And then for anyone listening, Aditi comes and tells me, write a full page. And I'm like, it's <laughs> going to take me half an hour to fill up this page. So, at yeah. the halfway stage, we are like, okay, this yeah, is... Yeah, done, done. Enough, enough. I think we are, we are getting late for yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but I've always written this way, I think, since the longest I know. And... Uh, 
The other thing, I don't know if graphology covers this or not. Maybe you can help me. Our signatures. Yeah, of course it of does. Of course it does. Okay. So every bank account I open, yes. any bank account I go to, <laughs> I get abused. Oh. Like, and I have to sign, you You know those forms that come, your yeah. signatures don't match. 35 times, 40 yeah. times, that one. So I have to keep signing and they're like, this is never going to work. So I keep, even if I have to go deposit some money, they'll be like, sir, signature is not matching. But then in this day and age, they look past it because I am physically standing there. So I'm like, I'm right here. Yeah, I can't help it. But that is one thing I have never got. And I've seen people having these awesome... So to your relief, I must say this, Uh that nobody's signature, and I mean nobody's signature, is identical. You you mean when when a person does it twice or... Yeah, any... Any time you sign uh-huh. and then you pick up your pen and you sign even after one second or five seconds, your signature won't be identical mm-hmm. to a technical, like for mm-hmm. me as a graphologist or a technical mind mm-hmm. or somebody who's trained into it, it's always different. But if your signature does not match in the bank, that means yeah. it is so far away from one another that it feels inconsistent yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah, that to me, that trait would be that you are highly curious okay so you keep jumping from one point to another and when you're involved in something you get absorbed in that idea that thing Mm -hmm. that project so literally when you come out you're in a way colored differently Mm. then you get into something else you're colored differently and you love that experience as a person you love to jump in uh, like give you a hundred percent experience something fully and then make up your mind about it you would not make a make up your mind on a periphery you would yeah. not make up your mind based on other people's opinions and ideas. But like, I'll see how it works for me. I'll give it a shot if I'm interested. Yeah. But I will give an honest, complete shot to it. Now, when you do that as a life process, it changes you, alters you every now and then. And you do that a lot. So thereby, mm-hmm. you change a lot and thereby your signature changes a lot. Also, signature is your public image. So being a reserved person... You do not always feel comfortable working with people, dealing with people, talking to people all the time. So you have created this public persona, which is your like you know go-to image mm-hmm. that you jump into to feel comfortable with them. All of us have that. To the degree that you have, you try you try changing it every now and then. No, I do a lot of theatre acting as well. <laughs> oh! So I think it comes from. Uh, so this is literally like responding. Yeah. You know, in acting, we have this concept about being like. I, I remember my acting teacher spoke mm-hmm. about this that any time you get into a scene, you literally negotiate mm. the space between that that conversation. So it's never like a decided mind. Yeah. So you do that a lot in practice everywhere you go. So in public scenario, you're constantly negotiating. That changes your public persona and thereby a signature which represents your public persona. No, it it would be to be to be very honest. Again, what I'm sitting here and showcasing with you as well, I probably won't be able like this outside sitting with 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 you outside as sure, well. It, sure. it is because there's a mic here <laughs> and because we're mic'd up and on. So in on that level, yeah. And uh, I had two more things to say actually from what Please. you uh, no from uh, based yeah. on what you were saying as well about making your own opinions. This I feel is a is extremely true. Okay. I was not able to put it in words until until pretty pretty recently where for anything for anything I think it's extremely important to even if it's a small thing as a movie 
Okay. And you'll get a lot of reviews saying right. Bhagi Three yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to know whether Tiger Shroff is good or not in that movie, you have to watch it and form your own opinion. Wow. There, there is no other way. You may enjoy a reviewer, yeah. and I do. I yeah. do quite a few of them. But to know for yourself whether, whether it's you good, want to give it a... good or not, because you and that reviewer, he or she, will not think the same. True. So you have to form your own opinions about everything, and if you do not have knowledge mm-hmm. about said Some subject, said, yeah. you are not going to be able to form an opinion about right. what you want. And then, and then I would rather be someone who doesn't have an opinion about that thing. And then that disassociation happens at that level. Like I can't contribute to this conversation. Karthik, that's so interesting because most of the time people believe that they can look at few reviewers and they can like give uh, Google a chance to feed them yeah, some information yeah. to have an opinion. So the struggle or the journey for people is towards forming an opinion as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. For you, you're actually speaking about the contrary approach. You're saying, no, I don't have to have an mm-hmm. opinion. I'm okay not having an opinion instead of having a, a shallow Again, th- one. This is uh, the, uh, a recent thing as well. That okay. uh, I mean, it's over the last few years. And yeah, I don't think it's recent. I think your realization of your it realization is, of yeah, it, because of it from is, childhood you're like that, sure, like, sure. literally yeah. like. Uh, I think, think this is the introspection that comes <laughs> in. With, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, another. It was actually this is very very topical as well. But the other day we usually we watch a lot of movies and the me and my friends the Oscars yeah. just happened. Oh yeah yeah. So have you watched Parasite? Uh, so here's the thing. Okay. Now because usually we do this and then we have like. It's probably not legal, but we have like a small pool where we'll bet and see who'll, who'll between the few of us, <laughs> where we'll see who'll uh, who'll win. Who'll yeah. So these are now usually we just do it because we would have watched a fair chunk. Now right. in this season, a few other things, and I haven't seen a single film. Oh, I also okay. realized I missed so many of yeah. them. Like I Except the Joker. I haven't seen a single movie. So I was like, I'm out of this. I cannot, <laughs> I really opinion. don't have an opinion this year to give. Man, so about, true. Yeah, yeah so. people are clapping for Parasite and like, we don't no. know how to react because we have like no clue about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that's the way it is. And the third thing about yes. a signature. Yes. Now that you mentioned that the, the banks will tell you that your signature doesn't match. So it's, uh, I... At one point, I think it was, I think, 10, 10 odd years ago when okay. I was opening my account. So probably when I was 18, when okay. I was at, at that age and uh, I had given up. So okay. my dad is a banker. So he was very... Uh, <laughs> He's a banker and a graphologist. The graphology oh and all was on the... No, like, but imagine his, a banker yeah. must be seeing so many signatures. I think which is why he got into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did my first internship uh-huh. with uh, ICSA Bank. Okay. And my job was to literally take the DMAT account uh-huh. form and get them filled. And you know right. how many times yeah. you have to sign. <laughs> and I got like absorbed in it Hmm. like people just wonder like you know why would I stare at the form so much but that was my decisive moment I'm I'm doing this for life this is so fascinating (laughs) so banks yeah I guess it probably came from there so I had given up I was like I'm not gonna sign anymore I I just started writing my name okay and I think at some level maybe I should have just stuck with that Okay. Then I tried going back into because I saw everyone signing cool sign let's now in any college form you just start some illegible, like it was nonsense. <laughs> like you, you can't, at least a signature should at some level I feel be legible. Okay. I don't get signatures that are just, I don't know, scribbling. Okay. Like, so, but yeah, that's the so way. So what's the question? Uh, no, no, it was just an observation. That so uh, I, people uh, told me that they scribble so that the signatures won't be duplicated mm-hmm. or they have illegible signatures or those circles and, you know, complicated mm-hmm. whatever uh, 
designing around it. Now I was talking to Mr. K V Kamath, and I asked him. People asked me this question: yeah. Why uh, the signatures are you know legible, and what is the scene with banks? Do they really care? Mm. And he said, whose sign his signature is very legible. So he said that's not true. You know, if their signature is illegible, it can be copied or forged very mm. easily. If it is legible, there there are so many points which where we can match or not match the signature. Okay, so way. we would know whether it is forged or not. Mm. So it's actually contrary to the common belief that we have about signatures. Okay. So this is the illegible part. I think it came from just following the style. Or And I guess copy. the idea that nobody should be able to copy. Or actually read because if read, you if yeah. you believe if you nobody can read then they can't copy. Ah, However, okay. your signature yeah. if it is uh, illegible, mm-hmm. it is easier to be copied mm. because then you are dragging right. You don't give the the every you don't give every letter the chance it requires to be formed fully. So like, uh, and then if somebody observes a pattern, you can that can be copied. Mm. Including you, you can't copy your own signature because you don't have forms. Form, yeah, I yeah, don't have form, yeah, I don't have a style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally because I'm, I'm saying that because uh, for listeners, the signature is illegible. Yeah. So you kind of you know you don't see the full yeah, form. Yeah, just do something there. I I really don't. There's a K I know at the start, and then it's just uh, and it happens. Yeah. The signature happens pretty much. I yeah. close my eyes. Maybe now I'm going to go to each and every bank, take out that form, and just write my name there as neatly as possible. I think that will. Uh, not as neatly. Like decide mm. a style and then do that. Oh, this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> why, why can't we just get rid of signatures? You know, I don't understand it. What I mean, would I do professionally? <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm not saying writing. I'm just saying signatures. Okay. This. So I, I feel signature is like that that wedding gown or that special occasion mm. thing that you know we give so much of significance to, and we we know we are told that once you sign, that's going to be a permanent signature. Yeah. So with our like teenage minds, we try to do something and we stay stuck with it. Like mm. for many people, that is marriage too. But you know, like yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. You can, like choose whatever is the best at that moment, and that remains your public image. So mm. that significance creates all the emotions in signature. So signature is uh, is about you trying to project yourself out there okay. socially. At the same time, it is it it gives information about what you don't know what you're talking to people about, what signals you're giving. So for example, you said people tell me I'm snobbish, but I mm-hmm. know. But imagine if you wouldn't have known that about you, signature would have still spoken about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some habits. Some sometimes we snap. We don't realize the signature being a public image gives that information away. Okay. So it's kind of very interesting space. But I see your point legally and otherwise. It's not important anymore. Yeah, I do want to be sun. sweating every time I write a check to someone <laughs> saying, "Ye to bounce hone wala hai." Or like it will come back for signature, and they make you pay for it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like yeah okay anyway oh, yeah. so yeah I just one more thing if you'll yeah, indulge please. me in uh, in terms of we spoke you you pointed out based on what I've written you pointed out a few things that I mean we agreed on and like I feel that it it is my personality a lot of it yeah now if someone has to we'll we'll work in reverse if someone has to change the way they are. Okay. Do you have to change, and then will your handwriting change, or can it work the other way around as well? This is just for me to understand. So I believe every time, uh, have you noticed your handwriting change from when you were in school yes. to college? Yes. You know, it keeps changing. Mm-hmm. That's because you are constantly changing, and handwriting is like a mirror that represents what is happening within. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, can you change the mirror image to change who you are? Not really. Probably not. Yeah, That doesn't can't. work. Yeah. But here, because it's a body and mind coordination. Mm-hmm. you can train your body in a certain way 
to change some parts of your thinking mm-hmm. not everything but what you are referring to is officially called graphotherapy so graphology oh, like, wow. yeah graphology is where you study the graph uh-huh. and graphotherapy is where you use handwriting as a reverse mechanism so when i started uh, i started very early i was 19 when i became a professional so i used to get fascinated by how people had some common uh in like you know in not incorrect strokes but challenges mm-hmm. so they had common fears they had common you know issues common anxiety points so i said what if i asked them to reverse it but i didn't want to tell them because i didn't know whether it would really change or not right so i didn't tell them what stroke i was changing as therapy i just gave them some strokes and asked them to practice to my surprise people came back and they told me how changing how, what had changed for them how changing whatever i had given them changed them so they did not know what i was working on but the stories were similar so for okay. example i gave you a stroke say letter y yeah. and i gave it to three other people you didn't know what i was working on but all of you came back to tell me similar stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that blew my mind so i have worked uh, for last 15 years now oh wow to change certain strokes in people to change certain behavior so diabetes insomnia anxiety so many deep issues that right. people have been suffering for a very yeah. long time they they disappear they kind of become non-existent or they come and you can control it within like 45 days which was for me like a great mm. way of looking at therapy because as a therapist or i work as a high performance coach you want to change a behavior but also you want to do it in a way that you can use that new formed behavior uh-huh. that you don't want to change it one fine day after 5 years it would go away so that happened with graphotherapy ah okay so i'm a big big fan of this you know as a curious student of the t- subject which you are like when you're a professional i feel you give that medicine or you give that therapy and what comes out is fascinating it blows my mind so i'm curious and fascinated by this almost every now and then when i see does it with it, people uh, i'm sorry i'm becoming the questioner here but uh, <laughs> no. uh, does it upset you that people don't write enough anymore I am on Because the I secret don't. mission. Yeah. I'm on the secret mission to get people to write a little bit more. Like if yeah. they journal a bit more, get to you know physically writing. Mm-hmm. I feel this is one of the activities where you can't multitask. And all of us take pride in multitasking, right? We are on five apps at the same sure. time. We are like you know looking at three things. But when you uh, do that, you're constantly training your mind. It is okay to be unavailable to you know most of the things you're doing. And writing and writing as a skill, you require to be there. as you experienced just now if you had to write you we were talking in the room and you were not available to us you were writing and if you were paying attention to us you couldn't write yeah so it's literally like being in the moment fully being present all the things that we talk about you know as a as a life i want to be mindful all of that here you have a simple act of writing and pretty much 10 minutes a day which can get you to be mindful yeah. no in the i moment. tell you what my i'm a journalist my living is based on <laughs> writing but I do not use pen and paper right. anymore. It's of all course. about, uh, except to maybe like in a meeting, if you want to pretend like you're making some <laughs> notes, that's, and you're like really interested. Yeah, that's about it. But otherwise, it's a phone, your laptops. Yeah, I I hear you. I just that you know, uh, if you do as a mm-hmm. disciplined method, and you know how after coming all the way to eating, uh, like all the way coming to the point where we're eating fancy food right. and like you know super fast food, we're going back to organic food. it's like organic writing mm-hmm. and pretty much becoming the the ancient science of like really calming your mind so i look at it as therapy to begin with it's not about what you write but the act of writing mm-hmm. 
for most people also i would i'll give them a question to write for 7 days the same question you explore it that becomes a therapy of writing okay or if you journal with your you look at your day in a certain way then that becomes therapy of writing ah uh, okay so is this so there is something i follow again this is a patented secret it's not <laughs> but uh, this is what i do every night uh-huh. okay so there is a uh, if i have something that's running in my head yeah. a question that i want an answer to it can be anything it could be a script that i'm writing and i'm not able to go past a plot point okay i will write that question on a post it note okay and i will stick it on the board of my bed okay where i sleep okay and just keep it behind me that's the last thing i do say for the night and that's a brilliant thing that you do yeah that's and amazing for for the listeners who are not aware of it so your mind goes through multiple changes and especially when you relax your brain your body mm-hmm. is going through multiple you know uh, shifts through the night and if you have a question that you leave yourself with mm-hmm. your mind is busy processing whatever happens through the day is processed whether you are aware or not and that's why mornings are fresher or not if you're still stuck up with that yeah. previous idea your mind your mind is not fresh in the morning but leaving a conscious or a desired or like a you know deliberate question there it's a great space because when you wake up and you tell me do you do you feel more resourceful around that question i, I do i do and sometimes again this is not some deep seated question which has like yeah, crazy emotional matter, impact yeah. i sometimes i write the simplest things yeah. like will my favorite football team win tomorrow or like <laughs> who should they play instead of whom you know and yeah. but it can also it becomes sometimes it becomes a serious topic as well and I I love this is habit has been there for about 4 5 years now. So Karthik as and we are on this topic yeah. let me just talk about this idea sure. of questions versus answers. Okay. You know we are so used to seeking answers. We are constantly looking at oh I have this problem let me fix this. Oh I have this situation let me find the best possible answer. And we are so busy doing that. Now answers are definitive answers are conclusive whereas questions are exploratory mm-hmm. you know as a generation or as a you know google has totally spoiled us so we are like oh if i have a problem i'm going to get to my answer very quickly whereas exploratory way of like okay what would happen mm-hmm. i do not know but let me just ponder about right. it or let me leave that question opens different perspectives so i believe all of us are constantly operating from my limited idea of life you know all of us have some idea and we keep repeating that idea again and again and then we feel stuck but when you use question which is you know like what would be the best possible solution here not like or oh, is this a best possible solution when you say mm-hmm. what would be your open to any best possible right. solution you say what should be my approach to solve this problem you are opening your mind to so called nature's google mechanism so you re- literally get options which you haven't considered before and doing it before going to bed is one of the best things to do yeah yeah it's so cool it's like a cool hack like <laughs> I, i love these mind hacks i feel we are you know whether you like it or not as we live life we're constantly programming ourselves yeah of course so so having the hack to like know how i'm programming myself is like a little extra edge hmm. you know? and and you're right about not not even expecting definite answers when i when i started this process it started because sometimes i wanted actual answers you yeah. know like a yes or a no but now it has reached a stage where i don't need that definitive answer i just want time to ponder about it maybe it happens in my sleep many yeah. times it it does and then you wake up with clarity of thought yeah. in a, in the way that 
maybe it'll lead you towards that answer that you're looking for but it may not be the yes or no and that's that's or fine or at times the question itself drops yeah, yeah like you're like oh sure. it wasn't that significant so you are not like bothered about it or you're not there's no mind space for correct, that question correct. left yeah. yeah makes sense yeah so that's like a new hack yeah. for us to look at so uh, which is your favorite character in, like like in movies which uh-huh. is your favorite you're like such a bollywood buff oh bollywood Or any Hollywood movie, but so immediately when you said it, I thought Batman. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I like Bollywood. Come on, we have to. It's uh-huh. football, football, sure. right? So yeah, Bollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think you can. No, I'm just asking. Like, are like characters you identify with, like that. The Batman is that. No, for some reason you pick between Karan or Arjun in that movie. <laughs> I could go with either one. Yeah. Oh, you're like either one. Are good. Either one. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have a preference between them. Okay. That movie has always stuck with me. So, yeah. <laughs> isn't it Subhash Ghai's movie? Okay, I I don't know the answer ah, to that. It's okay, probably, no, I don't think. Yeah, okay. But he's nodding his head. There are yeah. sound yeah. engineers. Yeah. It's like okay. no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just felt I think it's more of the movie okay. and when they were dragged behind on horses and all, and so oh, yeah. I felt it's a pretty cool place to be being dragged behind. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you die and then you come back when <laughs> and your mother, mother yeah, is there. Yeah, when then she like, wants you like yeah, you're right there. So yeah, so that, Karan or Arjun? Karan or Arjun? Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> so I I also feel like we get influenced by characters we identify with. So mm-hmm. Batman, let's talk about Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I. I like I mean I like superheroes okay. I'm not one of those I don't watch and I don't obsess over them too much okay. but at least I do them in my private time and I don't speak about it <laughs> so it's one of those guilty pleasures superheroes <laughs> yeah you never know like you shouldn't go through google search history on my phone <laughs> yeah okay all right then yeah. you'll find like superheroes <laughs> but I've always I've liked the story I like I've always liked the fact that it was so corny and cheesy earlier and i liked him then as well when it used to have those bat nipples but the entire costume and there were those two nipples that were on the outside but yeah. i think george clooney used to wear the costume yeah. at that point of time so i liked him from then and just because it became darker and cooler now the love only increases towards mm-hmm. towards that that particular character but yeah i mean about personality wise when i look at it I look start looking for flaws only. Okay. Like to start off with, like the other day, another another famous uh, franchise, uh-huh. Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of my friends are now starting to diss those characters. Like we have read it yeah? when we were kids. Yeah, I thought and we fell in love, and, and now you're like, oh, overrated. Yeah, he's an idiot. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> His friends help him out the entire yeah. time. Harmony. <laughs> Like they're the smart ones, not this geeky guy with glasses and a scar. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So that's what is happening now. Mm. That's part of growing up. Yeah. <laughs> so Karthik, do you have any other question for me that I can answer? Uh, particularly, no. Okay. No. So I'm going to leave you with two, three points okay. to think about. So the first point that comes to my mind is when you begin a project, the excitement levels are much higher, mm-hmm. and you you know that intellectually solving a problem is your is your creative juice. Mm-hmm. You love it. You you know till the point you are in that process, you you literally you literally pick moments where you can uh, savor those stimulations and mm-hmm. you know that those areas, and you reach a point where you are like yeah okay now I my my problem solving is done the remaining execution you're very happy to delegate hmm. and you know you're like okay now you you solve it or you do it or you right. kind of execute what i have said so if you feel caught 
in that detailing execution where you are not feeling stimulated that is your point of feeling frustrated mm. Mm. you know like you are done with your your part of problem solving now you have to do the so called mundane according the delivery to of the yeah entire, that time yeah. you get like slightly frustrated mm. second point is you love taking responsibilities of others on your head mm-hmm. especially people you love and you kind of like if you want to be responsible a great friend great spouse you know be there you would do everything it takes to deliver so it's exactly opposite of what i said hmm. so when it is about like you know solving a problem you're like okay solve problem now you deliver deliver whereas when it comes to relationships right. it changes so you know i was talk we were talking about the difference persona here yeah. so workspace is different but when you're responsible for a friend you will do anything mm-hmm. for your spouse you'll do anything you'll just go out of your way to make sure it is done exactly how you thought it should be done so that's like a contrary but second point it also exhausts you like sometimes you get like super tired being responsible for other people so think about it. okay yeah third point is uh, you do get irritated oh yeah and you do not show it or you think you're not showing it but that irritation on very very small thing mm. not on big things like big things you can like you know deal with but on a daily basis small small things being all over the place they get to you and they get to you in a way they build that internal frustration quite a bit so these were the three points i wanted to leave you with which is true as well <laughs> <laughs> so if people tell you that you're getting irritated and you're denying it yeah. next time just think about it for a moment as i probably uh, i need to look at it so that that's a good way of <laughs> yeah. actually yeah Yeah. I do deny it. Yeah. Like uh, I know, I know. In front of you them, you probably get more irritated. Yes, like, <laughs> you think I'm irritated? What do you think about me? Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, yeah. So, thank you so much for being on the thank show. Thank you too. Yeah, it was it was a very unusual conversation. Mm-hmm. You became an interviewer, and I but then I'm a journalist now. Yeah, so a little okay, bit fine. It, it okay. all rolls so with reverse. So give it to you yeah. now. On that one, we give it to you. Okay, done. <laughs> thank you so much, Karthik. Bye. Though it took some time to crack the code, it was moving to see young Karthik's letter to his father and his dad's assessment of his personality based on his handwriting. I miss those handwritten notes, aging papers, and even moments of love frozen in time. Hmm. On that note, I love the hack Karthik spoke about: writing questions right before going to bed. Asking question in a correct manner is a way you can move beyond your fixed ideas. limitations and even past references let's explore the absolutely right way to ask questions that can help us learn grow and transform tune in on friday to know more about it till then happy writing look up in the internet it's a meme no it's a cat video no it's the geek fruit podcast That's right. We interrupt this riveting broadcast to tell you about our show, The Geek Fruit Podcast, where Tejas Dinkar and I, Jishnu, talk about everything in pop culture, including DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Netflix, and everything in between. You know how your friends hate it when you ramble about some nerdy crap, and you just want somebody to listen to you. Well, sorry, there's nothing we can do about that. But come listen to us ramble, and it'll almost be like the real thing, kind of. Listen to new episodes of the Geek Fruit podcast every Monday and the Geek Fruit Bulletin every Thursday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, the IVM app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, you nerds!
Filter coffee is a fascinating beverage. You need to pick the right beans, blend them in the right proportion, roast them to perfection, and slow brew at the right temperature to get the perfect cup. Which is exactly like great conversations as well. You need to track down the most interesting minds, get them into their zone, and settle down for an unhurried, unscripted chat. And coffee for me is always, always, always best enjoyed with friends. I'm Karthik Nagarajan, and do share my table as I meet some of the most interesting people I know and sit them down for a strong cup of coffee and an even stronger conversation. Join me every Wednesday for a freshly brewed episode. This is not Frappe. This is the Filter Coffee Podcast. Filter Coffee.